0: It's Sally here, just a quick one, just a quick one If you like this really sweary podcast by Kelechi, sorry, Kalechi, Do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcasts, okay? Now for the very urban intro music <laughs> It's the Ben Brunani woman Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, I'm calling for your long chorts You might learn something you never no one could let you find And she's one of a kind Don't say Say Boris Johnson had a party in his home But this was before variant Omicron He kept trying to have all these shibs with his friends And then he was on a ventilator Because his lungs were jumping, jumping <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. That wasn't nice. Um, but I'm not a nice person, you know, um, I'm not likable and I'm bad vibes. These things you kind of take you know, with a pinch of salt and you take it with yourself into the new year. That's what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, no, he really, I really, I'm sorry. Even them times when the the most ardent sort of, oh my God, Boris is the worst ardent um, naysayers when it uh, concerned Boris was suddenly doing up. Oh my God, I hope he'll be okay. <laughs> and while I wouldn't wish COVID on anybody, of course not um but i mean no 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 of course not of course not um he ended up in that situation clearly because he kept doing up parties in his house and he didn't disclose that at the time and so um all the ventilator space that, he, i mean i'm still out on whether he truly had it i don't know because i don't know how anyone could have experienced that being in that situation, come out of it and not thought, you know what, I need to do better for the people around me because actually I think he came out and he, his long COVID sim- symptoms seem to be just a lack of empathy and a wandering willy. Um, but you know, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I look at me getting ahead of myself. Keletra, collector, come back. Come back, Keletra. Um, so it's me, Kalechi, in a blood clot place to be, and you're listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind. Unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. I should put a pop thing on this um, microphone, but you know, I'm in my, honestly, I'm fucking in my bag now. I'm in my fucking bag because suddenly when you're holding the mic, 'Cause now I'm holding the mic as opposed to putting it on my stand and I've got like four different stands. But holding it, I just feel like I'm doing a stand up show. Somebody actually messaged me the other day on Insta. And they were like, you should do stand up. I think it was when I was cussing Bernie Eccleston. But um you know, holding it it's a whole new vibe. It's a whole new vibe. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it just feels like a whole new vibe. And I um enjoy it. I feel like it keeps you keeps you on the ball it keeps you ticking keeps you going so um I enjoy it but yeah welcome to the final episode of um say your mind ever joking not ever but I feel like I'm getting to ever though because yeah I feel like I'm getting to ever but not not right now but no final episode of 2021 whoa whoa woo. woo, woo. We are about to cross that threshold, enter into 2022. Um, Yeah, and just, you know, crazy things are happening, as Thames told us. Um, We're really, we're really seeing it in real time. But um, yeah, it's the final episode. And I was in two minds. I was like, should I record? I don't need to record. But I was just like, mm, no, I'll record because, you know, give the girls give the girls something, you know, to to see them out. But big up yourselves. um, Yeah, I should put a pop on this thing. Big up yourselves, baby boys, baby girls and baby non binaries. You know, we've we've really been out here. We've really managed to kind of do something with 2021, whatever it might be. I know, because, you know, there's been lots of good news. I've seen lots of people doing the most amazing things. Really, really happy congratulations and all of that to Ria, aka the doctor mummy, who's now had her baby. She had a second baby boy. And I'm just, yeah, very happy for you, Ria. And yeah, just lots of things. It's nice that, you know, everybody's having a good time, well, as much as you can and um, staying safe as much as you can. I went to Papa L's the other day, Papa L's kitchen. It's, um, I think the chef, uh, that kind of came up with the idea. I think he's Senegalese. So it's meant to be like African fusion, uh, fusion. And it's on German street. Um, now, do you know, it's nice. I, I love the venue cause I think it's a pop-up vibe. I don't know. Maybe they switch out the people that have that restaurant, but, um, I like the venue. Um, I went on the 23rd of December. Um, When I first arrived, I think it was only me, really. And then people started arriving later on. But I did choose a really early slot because I just wanted to kind of get in and get out. And sometimes that's what I enjoy about going to eat on my own. Um, There's something I needed to celebrate. Celebrate good times. Come on. Shake your yash. Shake your yash. Left and right. Come on. Um there's something I needed to celebrate. And I think that, you know, mm, should do I go, this is the thing, this is, <laughs> this is the issue that I'm having nowadays because it's just like, do I go into the story or do I not go into the story? But I feel like as time goes on, my lips become more loose. Um, blah, 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 blah. No, then my lips become more loose because I'm just like, actually I'm just going to say what I need to say, but um, I won't go into too much detail anyway. But, um, I just feel like sometimes, I think i said this before, you have agents and you like, if you share agents with people, you see the difference in how they move with, um, other clients and with you. I don't know, especially when they're male, you just see like a different vibe. Anyway, um... So there was something I ne- um, needed to celebrate. And I was just like, if I wait around for people, especially with all the things that are happening, like I said, crazy things are happening. um, With all the crazy things that are happening, I won't ever celebrate this thing. But like, I've just put in so much work. I've worked so, all my life I had to fight. Oh no, I've worked so hard in 2021. I don't, to to go into just how much I've done it's a lot. I'm not doing a rendition of what I was talking about last week, but it's just been so much. And I was just like, no, actually I'm just going to go out, um, uh, and take myself to dinner and celebrate, um, all the work that I've done and all the work that's just to come. Um, so yeah, so I went to Papa L's and, you know, so I, ordered a start. I ordered two starters because I love scallops. Like if you don't, I fucking love scallops. Like some people say scallops. I say scallops. I love scallops. So ordered that as one of my starters. And then I ordered some prawns as my other starter. And, um, the waitress suggested I ordered some cocoa bread to go with it because there's sauce with the prawns and um, the prawns were really, really nice. The scallops, um, they were covered in, they they were sprinkled with like chorizo on top. But now maybe because I've watched too much MasterChef, I don't know, but there was like juice coming out of the scallops. That wasn't, it wasn't like it was It wasn't like it was mixed in. So it didn't give me an intentional vibe. So it just gave me a vibe of like, uh, I don't know, like just something wasn't really matching, matching, do you get me? But it tasted nice. Uh, the tiger prawns tasted nice. Cool. Um, and then my main, I ordered lamb and then I ordered some cassava fries to go with the lamb. And I would say that was my least favorite because the lamb was really well cooked because I'm not one of them master chef dons. It's like, so I just wanted it nice and pink on that. What do you mean? Nice and pink, my G what the fuck do you mean? Nice and pink because, because the lamb is alive. There is no silence from the lamb. The lamb is alive. Clary. The lamb is alive, right? And so all this um herb crusted lamb that you're doing, the lamb is alive. And and it's asking you to take the crust off and put it back in the oven or the pan and cook it. Um so yeah. So, yeah, so the lamb was like uh, covered in like a kind of special barbecue sauce. Then there was like a green um, oil dressing, I guess, around it. The story didn't really marry for me personally. It didn't really marry like the 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 reason for the green oily thing, the green oil dotted around, mixing with like the very, very sweet, strong taste of the barbecue kind of vibe that was on top of the lamb mm it was mm yeah it was nice it was fine it was nice right would i do i prefer it to stork restaurant De- definitely 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 um and then the cassava fries no my least favorite sorry just going to have to put it out there did not like the cassava fries they were fried to blood clots they were so hard and remember i've got my invisaligns in as well so while your invisaligns are like shifting or holding your teeth and doing whatever they're doing so when you're not wearing your invisaligns i don't know your teeth sort of feel a bit tender a bit fragile is the best way to describe it it was like my teeth were about to go to war with them cassava fries so yeah i i didn't enjoy the cassava fries. I was eating it like I was under duress. Um, so maybe I should have gotten the, is it Ben Shanin, Ben Shanin? Um, basically like the, is it the Senegalese version of jollof rice? Maybe I should have gotten that, but I don't know. Cause I usually love a young cassava fry. Um, but yeah, that mm, no. So, but then my dessert, now my dessert banged my dessert. I had, um, like a chocolate uh, steamed pudding uh, I could taste like hints of orange in there as well that was beautiful and then it came with um uh, a custard a vanilla custard um or is it creme anglaise um but yeah it was um it was that was nice but I didn't finish it because by this time my teeth were tired from fighting with the cassava fries so didn't finish it. So what would I rate it? Papa L's Kitchen. I would rate it. Oh God, I don't know what to say. No, no, I would rate it seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Because you know I love an Afro fusion restaurant. So I go to various ones. The and you know whenever I discover them, I'm like, yep, got to go there. Would I go again? Of course. I've given it seven out of ten. I'll go again and try some other dishes like the and see you know what works for me, what doesn't the place that I did go, I went with Layla, um, Layla took me there, introduced me to, there was Jim Carner. fucking hell, their lamb chops are a mad thing, mad, madness, just beautiful, fuck, um, so yeah, liked Jim Carnar. um, but yeah, in terms of Papa L's Kitchen, because we're talking about Afrofusion, um, yeah, liked it, um, my bill came to, a because ra- then I also, I got some, the, the fruit punch thing that I got that was like, it was blue, the drink, that was strong and beautiful. So I got that. Um, so my bill came to about like 117 pounds. Um, and that was me one. And so I had two starters, had the a main and had a dessert. And then I had that strong fruit, uh, fruit punch. So, if you want to go, definitely do go. Definitely do go. Because also we all have different taste buds. And some of you who listen to this podcast, like let's be honest to with ourselves, like you don't season your food. So this will probably be the best thing that you've ever eaten in your life. So you should definitely go. You pot, kettle, white. um, No, that's not how it goes. But you know, you should definitely go. And don't go and start no trouble either. Just go and eat there and be quiet because I didn't say anything. Um, no the only time I said something I only asked about the scallops and the chorizo I was just like is that juice meant to be like that because I would have expected a bit more firmness from the scallops and not that and if it's a sauce it needs to be a sauce you get me um so that's the only thing that I asked and then the waitress was like yeah sure but I was just like of course she's gonna say yeah sure so anyway um Papa L's seven out of ten seven out of 10, I think that that's really good. Um, And yeah, I would go again. I'd probably go with a group of friends because then when you see what other people are ordering as well, because that's the thing, if you're going by yourself, um, paying your money to eat certain things, like you're not ordering everything, are you? Um, And they don't do doggy bags or takeaway bits or anything like that. So what you've got is what you've got. So at least when you go with friends and they order different things um, then you can see and also what I will say is that although I did not order uh, them there was some really from the look of it there was some really nice plant-based um, but, um, menu options as well it wasn't like an afterthought you know like you go to some places and if you can see that they've clearly put in all the thought into all of that the fleshy things right but then when it comes to the plant-based stuff, it's like, well, fuck you, nobody told you to go and live on leaves, um, so you can have this mushroom, you can have this one grilled mushroom and fuck off, um, it's not like that at all, like, they had some really cute, cute things on the menu for, um, non-meat or fish or whatever, non-flesh eaters, um, yeah, I was just checking if I even, because I sent a picture of the menu to my homies when I was eating, um. So to know if they wanted to go um, sometime. So let me see, actually. OK, so I've still got a, a version of the menu on my phone. So they've got um, plantain crisps, obviously. They've got sweet potato croquettes. So uh, plant-based people can have that, I think You can have the butternut squash and ginger soup Um, That comes with coconut cream and toasted pumpkin seeds That's the starter So you see, like, you've got starter things And then you've got the tempura kanja, um, which is okra um, And that's served with the homemade chilli, salt and lemon Something, something Um, And then for your mains, you've got uh, char-grilled yam With tomato and mixed bean broth And then you've got sweet potato and lentil curry with coconut yogurt and chickpea pancakes. So, uh, or pancake, let me not say pancakes before you get there and you've only got one or half. Um, So yeah, you've got that and then you've got on the sides, you've got roasted root veg, you've got tender stem broccoli, um, you've got the cocoa bread that I mentioned before, and then you've got the cassava fries that I was fighting with. Um, So really, really, nice options i just like to share when i go to i love food so much like oh my god i love food so much so whenever i go somewhere and it's made an impression on me in one way or another i like to let the people them know so um i don't know how long they're going to be on german street but while they're there you should go and check them out um and yeah so but i'd share that with you what else have i been up to um no, no, let's really talk about it, right, because I've been watching, and just like that, you know, the carry on from Sex in the City, um, starring Carrie and her other people, is it Miranda and Charlotte, Samantha said, fuck all of you lot, um, no, I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but what the fuck was Carrie doing, like, you come in, you see your husband, like, dying basically like you this is i'm not even that's not even a spoiler because that is the premise of how they've returned right we come back years later after they've done the whole sex in the City vibe and this is the carry on from <laughs> carry on <laughs> yeah this is the carrying on from that and so carrie comes in and it's their beautiful new york apartment i want to talk about the apartment in a bit so there's their beautiful new york apartment he's been on the peloton he's come off his peloton now um great product placement by the way um he's come off the peloton and then he starts having a heart attack and his phone falls and it's in the shower and um so she comes back from where she's been and she sees him slumped down by the side of like their walk-in shower and um First she stares at him for like 4 minutes 39 seconds which was really really odd like in terms of how it was filmed how are you standing there for that long it's the same way that i get frustrated when you see white women in horror movies and they always fall on the ground almost stand up did they stand up what the fuck how are you lot always falling down what's wrong with your sense of gravity what's wrong with your sense of balance that the moment you lot see one monster it's <laughs> <laughs> And then you're on the ground like, "What? what are you doing there? What are you looking for? Avocados? Get the fuck up, Run, run, ho, run, um And that's the vibe she gave me like she she came in, saw him slumped, and she was just like staring at him for seventeen hours, and then she's like, <laughs> and then she goes to him to the on the floor, she goes to him, and at this point you would think she would call an ambulance but she flings off her Manolo Blanics And then we see, then there's a shot of us. <laughs> there's a shot of the water that's still running in the shower, like soaking the Manolo Blanics And they really give us that solo shot, that just that, that solo shot of just the shoe. And I thought, do you not care? You as the director of photography, do you care that this man is dying because you just gave us at least, I don't know, two seconds of just shoe? but okay, so she's now holding him, she's like, no, big no, no, bitch, call, call an ambulance, call the rascal ambulance, what are you doing, um, so it's like, some people can have fashion sense, but they don't have common sense, um that's what I discovered by watching that basically, she has fashion sense, but no common sense but um yeah, it was just a very weird scene to to see but um yeah, in terms of the apartment, what I was gonna say was that the stage I'm at in my life, I really want a house, I want a house with a garden, and what gets me about like, the places that I see for, you know, in LA that, especially, you know, when you were watching Selling Sunset and they're showing you all these places, fam, you're just living on the top of, like, on the side of a rock face, like, you're just living on the side of a hill, are you a mountain goat? Like, it, maybe because I haven't been into any houses in LA, it just doesn't seem attractive to me because it's just like, it's just teetering on stilts on the side of the hill, like, it's weird it's not even like you know them really cool places far far out in like I don't know in some next country where they've got whole villages that just kind of work around the hills and they just give a different vibe what LA gives is desperate desperate is what I get desperate in the desert is what I get from it um but you know I might go and visit and be like oh actually no it's different when you're there in person um but yeah going back to New York though I'm just like, I don't know, there was just a weird thing that I felt like, at your big, big age, you lot are still living in an apartment, but I guess that that's the New York thing, isn't it, like, they're they're all living in apartments, like, but no, because then there are brownstones, aren't they, and I guess I know some brownstones, they've turned them into apartments, yeah, yeah, but... I don't know. There was just something about it that was just like, no, it's the same way I feel about succession. Succession, no matter how big the apartments are that they live in, I'm still very aware that it's an apartment and there's no garden. So I don't, I just don't find it enticing. It just, it doesn't do anything for me, I guess, you know, but then I'm thinking about my, my real life where it's like, I've got a son. I want him to have a garden, not a terrace, right? Because he's very strong and very quick. And, you know, I don't want some terrace in the sky or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know, there was something about it. I was just like, I'm not enjoying, I'm just not enjoying the the homes that you lot have. I'm not enjoying them at all. Um, but the, the outfits were really, really cute. Really, really enjoying the outfits. The black um, they've cast it well this time it's just funny isn't it like if you think back to the sex in the city like the actual sex in the city how just black women weren't even really a consideration and then they've come back and they've done this version this updated version and they've kind of like crammed it with black women people of color like just you know just try to really jam it in there but it works it works it does work because they you know do address the fact that oh you're black and. I don't hang around with black people. Ha ha. Um, so yeah, so that, that was really, that was something, but yeah, that shower scene really got me. Cause I thought, no, this is, um, mm-mm. no, it was just, it was just, re- just weird. Um, like, and like I said, I've been watching succession. That's really cool. Um, really, really cool. um, I mentioned it last week. I think, yeah, it's growing on me even more. I used to think Kendall was a liability, but actually, yeah, no, he's still a liability, isn't he? Kendall's still a liability, but you, you can see that he's really like the, almost like this bumbling fool that thinks that at some point he can take his dad down. So let's see. Um, that clearly shows you where I'm at watching it. I don't know what happens. Um, and I think it's the first thing that I haven't really gone to look for spoilers for because I'm, I'm a real weirdo. I like spoilers. Maybe it's a trauma response. Like I don't like ever since heartbreak high that I watched when I was younger and I wasn't expecting what happened in heartbreak high. Um, that was really devastating. Was it heartbreak? Yeah, it was heartbreak high. Um, that was really devastating. So sweet valley was I going to sing Snoop Dogg? Dogs? Yeah, see. Anyway, Sweet Valley High was different from Heartbreak High, but Heartbreak High, I wasn't expecting what happened and that was devastating and traumatising. So I like to know what's going to happen. So I know other people don't like spoilers, but spoilers actually don't really bother me at all. Um, but this is the first time though, that I haven't actually gone to find out what happened because I'm just kind of happy to watch and see how it all goes in terms of succession. Um, yeah. So no spoilers. Like I said, Greg is my favorite. <laughs> Greg is... he? I liked him as like a white male actor. I liked him when I saw him in Zola because he plays that awkward white man, like white boy, very tall and awkward. Um, he plays that role very, very well. Like, could he be a mass shooter? Don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe he's one breakup text away from being a mass shooter, but at the same time, he's just kind of there and he's actually... Um, the device that's used to to help us um, into the life of these rich very dysfunctional people because otherwise there would be no way for us to kind of penetrate um into their world so um I really enjoy him Kieran Culkin is it Macaulay, Cul- Macaulay Culkin's brother he's really good he's really really good actually um the woman who plays is it Shiv Siobhan I think her mannerisms as an actress are interesting, but I, I enjoy her character. Um, everyone it's a strong cast. It's a, it's an incredibly strong cast, but you know, Greg is my absolute favorite. Like the way that they write for him, the offhand things that he says, absolute genius. Um, so yeah, so I'm enjoying succession. Anyway, just thought I'd share all of those bits. Um, with you because since i'm just like not on socials um thought i'd give you an update of what i've been up to since it's our final episode and it kind of just lets you know the things that i like and the things that i do not like anyway let's get into the tarot um so tarot for this week um it's pick a pile yay pick a pile um more pick a piles are on patreon that's patreon.com forward slash collect your car for. um so I thought I'd do a pick a pile. And um, the question that puts to spirit, it's like, what is is the advice going into 2021? So, you know, the first month, couple of months, like just what's the general advice going into 2021, 2022, sorry, I said 2021. The general advice going into 2022, what is the general advice for the people, them? Um, so just take your time, really center yourself, whatever you're doing just to give yourself a moment um and pick pile one pile two or pile three think about it what advice are you seeking going into 2022 okay so pile one what are the cards we've got here i haven't seen these ones oh nice oh beautiful Part one, you've got the Page of Swords and you've got the Three of Wands. So some of you are considering maybe um, expanding your horizons, maybe traveling, like literally going physically across water um, for new opportunities. Your your mind is kind of clearing up now. You're having new ideas um, and spirits kind of like, go with it. Spirit, the ancestors are like, go with it. Like the Page of Swords is young. You know, they, they don't quite have it. F- They don't have it all figured out yet, but you're going to get like more spiritual downloads in terms of just like ideas that you hadn't really considered before. It can be like the smallest idea, but if you feel happy when it like crosses your mind, definitely do something with that. If you've got the voice dictator thing on your phone, I mean, we're being listened to all of the time. Hi CIA. Hi MI6. Um, We've been listened to all of the time, or is it the NSA? Um, yeah, anyway, or is it Jeff Bezos or um Mark Zuckerberger? <laughs> I love that name. Um anyway, um these new ideas, try to jot them down down, um, or try to record them. You can't fail. That's the, that's the message that I'm getting right now. Like you can't fail. Like some of the weirdest ideas, like think about the fact that Facebook initially was really created to just rate gal. Like it was created to rate who was hot and who was not really. And then look at what is growing into this entity, this monstrosity. Right. So bear that in mind. I'm not asking you to create an entity that's a monstrosity, clearly. But what I'm saying is that even the smallest ideas, it's not about you having it all figured out. It's just starting from somewhere. So Emma, there's a woman called Emma, she started um, uh, a new platform um, for um, women and non-binary people uh, called DM. Um, it's in its beta phase, I think, and I've joined it, and um, it's a cool space to have conversations where, you know, it, it's it's just nice. Like, I'm not see- we're not it, we're not we're um, not encumbered by pictures and what people look like and how fancy they are or what their BBLs are looking like. Like, you're not stuck there. It's just about ideas. Like, do you have good ideas? Do you want to share ideas? Um, and you talk in this space and, um, it's really, really cool. So I'm enjoying it, but basically I brought that up to say like, women are out here, people are out here creating things and, and they're just starting from somewhere. Like, what do you want in the world that you have not seen? That's not to say that it doesn't, a version doesn't already exist, but what do you want that you have not yet seen? Write that down and see where it takes you and just allow yourself to to think and to to roam and to just um not be set in one place because that's the three of wands vibe that we've got here that again just being reminded that success is there because I'm noticing that the page of wands she's wearing pink and then and the three of wands she's wearing red so there is growth do you get me there is growth there is a deepening of um um your yeah there's a deepening of your maturity there's a deepening of your success levels as you go along but it's just um being open to that it's being open to the fact that you'll you'll build around yourself even if some of you it's not a case of traveling you might already be somewhere but the place that you are doesn't have the infrastructure that you desire so you need to build around yourself but um yeah pile one is definitely the vibe of like new ideas as they come to you in the new year go with it like go with it and see where it takes you pile two patience 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 we've got the 7 of pentacles we've got the page of one so it's again with we, and we've got the page of pentacles there's so much page energy like new ideas new opportunities um but also new terrain like new um, industries that you hadn't considered new ways of exerting your power new ways of exerting your energy that you should be open to but 7 of pentacles is also the vibe of like you're going to slowly start seeing the things that you've worked so hard for in previous years come to fruition. But again, that doesn't mean that everything's going to bloom and blossom in 2022. No, no, that's not how the trajectory of your life is currently working. And you've got to be okay with that because the the fact that we've got two pages here means that, like I said earlier, like um for the part one, We've got young energy. And so I'm seeing two pages, which makes me think about the fact that there is a strong energy of, um, um, tantrums as well, or just like, um, a questioning of spirit constantly like, well, why hasn't this arrived yet? If you love me so much, allegedly, then why hasn't this arrived yet? Because I've been doing this and I've been doing this and I've been doing this and what the fuck is the hold up? And so, the advice from spirit is like, there is literally no hold up. not Nothing the fuck is being held up. But you, my G, need to change your fucking attitude. Let's start there. Um, Woo, uh, that was strong. But it, it is that idea of like, how about nothing's being held up and everything is working at the pace that it needs to work at and you are going to need to develop your emotional intelligence to understand that you're trying to run slash fly somewhere where you have not even yet learned to crawl. There is still so much to learn about the industries and the spaces that you are being initiated into, the energies that you are being initiated into, that it would be irresponsible of spirit, unfair of spirit to just, boom, drop you in, in like the um, highest position possible within that um, realm, or maybe not even the highest, but a very strong, very visible position within that realm when you have not yet learned how to use your tools, you, oh, 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 yes, spirit, I'm loving it, da 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 more fair, I'm loving it, um, <laughs> shout out to my Yoruba people, them, um, no, honestly, I've been playing Legend of Zelda, yeah, Breath of the Wild, I've been playing that, now, let me tell you something, I am doing a madness when I get to the shrines, like, Zelda you just kind of or Breath of the Wild you just kind of like go you don't even know which direction like sometimes I go and read like um blog posts to understand what I'm meant to do in certain places but otherwise you just go right and you try and figure it out and I'm currently in this shrine right and this robot is absolutely fucking me up the robot's fucking me up and why is the robot fucking me up because i don't have the tools available that i need to use to be able to do what i need to be able to do to the robot now i saw a previous robot similar to this one in another shrine and that came with a tutorial and they were like oh you need to press this button like when you're doing it in real time it's like you need to press this button to backflip and to jump side to side and then then you need to tarry or is it parry then you parry. Um, so you block, um, block, 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 block. And then you use the force that's coming against you by parrying, you send that force back to the um, the villain or the enemy that's trying to kill you. So you send the energy back. Now I've learned all of these things, but I haven't really practiced them. So now I've gone into the next shrine where I'm clearly meant to use the things that I've learned from the, the other shrine that had this similar robot. And it's just keep, it just keeps killing me over and over and over again. And I I, I say that to say that be grateful and intentional and present with the current shrine you know, the proverbial shrine that you're currently in where you are being taught how to use your tools because you're just like, oh God, I don't need, I've got the tools now. Fine. I get it. I'm sure I'll figure it out when I get there. And Spirit's like, I don't want you to figure it out when you get there, because if you're going to figure it out when you get there, you're going to catch a couple blows before you actually learn how to use the things that you've been given. So it's best that you learn those things now and as you progress by the time you get there everything's effortless everything's graceful like you're not even worried you know that you're not going to stumble because you're going to do a little two-step pop, 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 and you keep you keep shit moving currently if you end up going to go and see those things they're not going to take you out of course not but you're going to trip up because you and tripping up in in this current climate this current society it's long for man it's really long for man because you just don't need the extra drama right? And so this seven of pentacles energy is the, is the idea that no, just exercise patience because you are definitely going to see, um, you know, the, the fruits of your labor, but not everything is going to happen in this 2022. And you just need to ease up off yourself and ease up off your expectations on spirit because you will always be given all that you need. Anything outside of that is ego. Ooh, what a word, you will always be given everything that you need, everything outside of that is ego, remember that, so then whenever you get into those moments When you're like well why hasn't this happened Is it is it not happening Or is it your ego telling you that it's not happening At the pace that you desire it to happen Or it's not happening to the magnitude That you expect it to happen Ask yourself why that is Who are you proving a point to Because a lot of times some of the things that we're chasing Is only to prove to this um, To these people that our inner child Still sees as real um, Proving our worth to them Meanwhile everyone's got their own fuckery, um, fuckery that they're dealing with. No one's really watching you like that. Some people are, of course, I'm not saying that you're mad. Like some people are, when the grand scheme of things, everybody's trying to get on with their own fuck shit. So just bear that in mind. Um, but it's just reminding you that it's a whole new terrain. You're learning how to use your wand. You're learning how to use that energy. And, um, you know, it's, um, some for some of you, it'll be like investment opportunities as well. Page of Pentacles, but also um, going to other places other cities I'm thinking New York or wherever I like but going Toronto I don't know um but you're definitely going into other places other habitats that you haven't normally been in um because of new offers and you're going into there remembering that it's probably going to take a bit of work, you know, like, you know, they might be inviting you to come and do some things, but nothing's set in stone and you should be okay with that and just see how it goes. Because sometimes the best things you can do is go and cultivate relationships. It's not straight away that boom, you're then you're going to meet people and then boom, 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 everything's set. And then you've got the next thing to go to or like a next job or a next promotion to go to. Sometimes it's just cultivating relationships. And then maybe the year after, then they're like, Oh, you know, it's been really nice chatting to you and Getting to know you we've got this opportunity that we've kind of thought up around you um what do you think and that is when oh that is when you're going to start showing up and showing out so just bear that in mind okay pile three let's see what it says for pile three okay every day gonna hear the sirens come in can i hear the sirens come in don't worry, Boris, one day they will get you. Um, Okay, so path three, serious one here. Wheel of Fortune in reverse, five of wands and five of swords in reverse. It's not the time to go to war. Boris. No, honestly, it's not the type, like the wheel of fortune in reverse is kind of telling you that the portal has not yet opened for, oof, okay, I'm trying to decipher the message. So for what, for, for, um, in one regard, it's to stop beating yourself up. It's to stop beating yourself up, um, or to stop being in conflict with yourself about the fact that certain opportunities haven't yet happened. Certain portals haven't yet opened So you're feeling like, oh, I'm clearly not worth a damn because... You know, why are these things not working for me? I'm looking at the fact that some people are wearing masks in a Five of Wands. I'm using the Lisa Stirl Modern Witch Tarot Deck. So you can go and look up the image if you want to see it on the internet. So if you type in Lisa Stirl Modern Witch Tarot Deck, Five of Wands, just look at that image. Some of them are wearing masks, some of them are not. So also, it feels very pandemic heavy. Like, oh, look at her designing this before any of this ever even happened. Um, But it's just that um, feeling of like you might be in an environment or the reason that certain portals haven't opened because there's still so much discrepancy about or still so many discrepancies about what exactly is happening like the things that you want can't yet move forward because nobody knows what the fuck is going on like some people don't really consider that they're still really in a pandemic um or you know you're told that you're not and then you try to go to do certain things it's like ah, 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 and then you come back again um so you haven't lost right five of swords in reverse you haven't lost you haven't failed it's just understanding that for you specifically it's to do with timing and that portal for you has not yet opened um for other people the way that i'm reading this is that you, there are some people that you clearly want to bad up like this is very strong conflict energy like there is you uh, whether it's a legal thing whether it's a work thing whether it's a family thing or um or like a community group of friends there's clearly somebody or people that you or systems or institutions that you want to bad up They've done you dirty and you want to be like, oh, now I'm going to write that piece about them and I'm going to tell them the fuck what they need to know, all of that stuff. And Spirit's like, don't do that. Not yet. Not not right now. I feel like we've got a Saturn-Uranus um, square, is it? Or is it an opposition? We've got something happening with Saturn and Uranus, right? Where, you know, Saturn restrictions, authority, discipline, obstacles that sort of vibe and then we've got Uranus rebellion um you know immaturity in some regards innovation so um yeah so we've got that happening so it's not just you that's feeling this energy of just like I'm tired of you know being oppressed I'm tired of feeling like caged in and locked down i ah, I just want to do fucking something and it's and spirit's like okay cool but just wait just wait because trust me the time to bad the people up that you need to bad up all is coming don't you worry you they're gonna get got like things are going to happen what did i say crazy things are happening understand that crazy things are happening and not everything has been set in place yet. You move too quickly. You're in a precarious situation, whether you realize it or not. There are things that you see and the things that you don't see happening around you in terms of the timelines that are made available to you. And so you can only go with your current human understanding. So you want to act on all the information that you currently have. Spirit saying you do not have all of the information. So don't go and start, don't go, don't go to war when you haven't actually yet got Your kind of army, for you know, for want of a better analogy, wait, wait, wait on the Lord. Yeah, wait on the Lord. That is that. That's um, those are all the readings, uh, pile one, pile two, and pile three. I pray that it resonates with you going into 2022. Um, yeah, I pray that it resonates with you going into 2022. Lovers in reverse, I'm seeing. So, the bottom of that for pile three, yeah, some of them it feels like a divorce or some kind of breakup, Um, but it's understanding that you don't want to just go and heavy right now, just like hang tight, hang tight, not all the information has been made available um, to you. Oh, so yeah, I pray that that resonates. So that's that. Um, Let's get to share your magnificence. Um, I've just gotten that TikTok notice that um, I don't even have it on my home screen, but I still get notifications. Weird. Um, of, is it Brege or Brege? Bre- Brege? B-R-E-G-E. The, um, African guy on, is he from Cote d'Ivoire? Um, on Twitter? No, Twitter. TikTok. Uh, and he's always singing, um, I, is it Aya Star? Uh, Blood, Bloody Samaritan, but it's the chorus version or the, yeah, the choir version. And, you know, he says he's French. So that's why he doesn't know the words, but I really love his energy of like, he doesn't know the words to this song, but every single one of his videos, he plays the song and he's just giving us an outfit and you know, his tummy's just poking out and he's really enjoying it. And he's got his faux locks in and he's just swinging it from side to side. And I said, what energy, you know, like it's beautiful. Like enjoy yourself as you are. Cause you can't fucking be anybody else. Right. You can't feel pressured. You don't know the words that are songs. Dance anyway. Omo. shake body. Ah. So anyway, that's just a sidebar. Magnificence. Uh, uh, my first magnificence goes out to Dr. Anne-Marie Imaphidon, um, who is a baby girl in case you didn't know, definitely, definitely a baby girl. And um, she was brought in to uh, be the temporary, um, one of the temporary, was it hosts of Countdown. So Dr. Anne-Marie Imaphadon, um, she passed her GCSE maths at the age of 10, at the age of 10. When I tell you, I, at the age of 16, I definitely sort of scraped through maths. I think like whenever I'm stressed, right, i 've mentioned this before whenever i 'm stressed, I always dream that i'm back at college or secondary school high school to a u um and i've got coursework to hand in and it's usually maths or art and i'm um, like, how did I get to the end of the year? And it's like we're um, we're about to leave as well or graduate. It's not like there's another year after that, like you were finishing. And for some reason, I haven't done my coursework. And so I'm trying to do things at the last minute. So that shows you how deeply traumatic, clearly, I need to not be shouting into this mic, um, it shows you how deeply traumatic, clearly, maths was for me when I was, um, in secondary school, although it wasn't bad, I had Miss Teehan, she was a very feisty woman with, like, thin blonde hair, but, um, yeah, she, initially I found her rather, like, annoying slash scary, but in the end I was just like, oh, that's just Miss Teehan job, um, So I bring all of that up to say at 16, I was even panicking about GCSE maths and I still think about it at my age of, am I 35? I still think about that. So am I 35? Yeah, yeah. So I still think about that. So now we've got Dr. Anne-Marie Imathodon, who passed GCSE maths at the age of 10. She speaks six languages and started an Oxford degree let me Jesus of Kensington and Chelsea what she started a degree at Oxford University at the age of 15 I was still trying to figure out what n equals in maths is and and at, at 15 in secondary school um at 31 the mathematician and founder of STEMETS a social initiative promoting women in STEM has become the first black woman on the long standing quiz show Countdown um I just love it. I love it because the racists were mad. Oh girl, they were mad, they were angry, oh my God, they were hot. they couldn't take it. Um, they couldn't take it. They couldn't take that. A black woman had been asked to um, be on the quiz show. So basically what um, Dr. Anne-Marie would do is that, you know, when you're on countdown, dun, dun, I don't even can't think of the ch- tune in my head anymore, but um, the challengers or the people who have come, the contestants would, she um, they'd say, oh, give me a number. And she put the number up and whatever. And then they'd have to see the highest or whatever, see how close they can get to. I'm explaining this so badly, but see how if if it's numbers, right? See the number, the highest number or whatever that they can create from the numbers available on the cards that she's put out, the random cards that she's put out. If it's the letters that she's put out, because they will select, oh, can I have a vowel, please? Can I have a consonant, please? And then she'll put out the vowels and the consonants, um, however many that they can ask for. And they've got to create a word that means something from the vowels and consonants that she's put out. But the maths part is the maddest part, because they'll need to get to a particular answer, for instance, right, so she's put out these numbers, and she's just like, oh, and you need to get to this number, and they need to work out with the numbers available to them how they get to that number, or, um, she shows them how they could have gotten to the number, or whatever, you can tell I don't watch Countdown, anyway, it's really, really important, because we've never had a black woman do this, right, but the racist came out, um, and they wanted to say to us, oh, well, the only reason that they asked her to do it is because um, they were trying to be politically correct. And this is the issue that I have with um, people, where they think that anytime they see a non-white person in the the space, specifically if you're not a, a white man, then clearly that you're there because Um, not because of your talent but because somebody was trying to meet some kind of quota and it's really important to remind white people whenever they say this in any sort of version that they say it that um no, no. You were the diversity hire, or the lack of diversity hire. You were the lack of diversity hire. You were the one that was not hired based solely on your merit. You were the one that was hired based on the color of your skin. Because the fact of the matter is, the people who are here now can body you. They can absolutely body you. And anybody that would hire somebody based just on their skin color and not that they um on their actual expertise wants them to fail. It reminds me of that episode of Orange is the New Black, or that. C- and where they put the black woman in charge of the prison, even though she wasn't really qualified to be doing the things that was required of her. But they wanted to kind of show like, oh, well, you've got a black woman now. So there you go. Figure it out. And that was done out of spite. Right. That rhymed. Um... And so whenever they see black people, but back to Dr. Anne-Marie Mathedon, when they see black people, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, well, you must be there because they were trying to take a quota. Maybe they were, maybe. But I promise you, she knows more maths than all of the people that you've had previously combined. Because before was it we had Carol Vorderman and then we've got that other dusty Jancro, that nasty one that that came about when you ever even speak her name on this show. Um, so you, she's, she knows more maths than the two of you combined. I mean, Carol's busy showing off her bum bum and her waistline on, on Instagram. So she's doing what she wants to do, but no, she knows more maths than all of you men combined. Yet here you are telling us about, oh yeah, well, you know, they must've hired her because it's a diversity, it's a diversity thing. So I just wanted to say um, two slaps on your chest, Dr. Anne-Marie, you deserve to be there. You are smart as fuck. You are incredible. And, you know, creating STEMX to encourage um, more um, black women and girls to be involved in STEM is wonderful. Um, Just like she's really just been out here doing what needs to be done, but it must just be so upsetting, like, she's, she's then saying the doing the most complicated maths in her head, just like that. But then you don't want to be talking up and down, like, you know, something, shut up, just shut up. So, um, yeah, big up yourself, Dr. Anne-Marie doing what needs to be done. And, um, for being, um, the temporary, um, um, co-host of, off countdown. In fact, I hope to make all the racists mad if you're available and want to do it. I hope that you. What's happening with this mic? Um, I h- hope that you are made permanent there if you want to be there. That is, um, because I I like them being angry and I like you being so good at what you do. So the first time that we saw Doctor Anne Marie, I think it was when um, they were doing the is it uh, what is it the black to front thing on Channel Four, and that now she's back um doing more. So it says, oh she's actually doing sixty episodes. Wow, that's amazing. Sixty episodes. Fucking hell. So um that's amazing. Do you like do you uh, the countdown uh, page says Um, The incredible Anne-Marie Maffedon will be joining us, um, joining our Countdown family for 60 episodes. Tune in for some funky trainers, amazing hairdos, show-stopping necklaces, and some good old-fashioned arithmetic. Yes. We love to see it, ma'am. We love to see it. Very, very happy for Dr. Anne-Marie Maffedon. And I like that it's making the racists very, very mad. Um, Keep doing you. Um, My second... Uh, share your magnificence did i i hope i said share your magnificence at the beginning and not so you mad i'm sure i did but you know sometimes i just be crazy just say wild things um so much has happened so so much has happened but um in a landmark ruling a high court judge in kenya accepted that housework contribution is work granting mary wambui half of the marital home in her divorce settlement Following thirteen years of marriage, thirteen years, thirteen. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it, and um, so my second share of magnificence goes out to Mary Wambui. Big up yourself. Two slaps on your chest. I love that you took this um system to task, and that you took patriarchy to task, and you were just like run me my check bitch better have my money because what that's on mary had a little kenyan lamb okay um yes i love that because this sets a precedent doesn't doesn't it it does that um the work that women do in the home is work it's literally work and until it's recognised as such the the disparate nature of how um, household um, work is shared out will just continue to be wild um, and we need to move away from there. So I'm glad that she got half of the marital home in her divorce settlement because usually divorces traditionally do not go really in favour of the woman and people love throwing about these um, internet things, talking about celebrities that, oh my God, I can't believe she took half of his fortune and she took this and she took that. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Now what? Now what? Oh, well. um I saw one of some kind of, is, is it this white guy, I've seen him in a few films and he's married to a black woman and they were gonna divorce. And I think that, I think he cheated. And that was the one stipulation like, do not. And so now she's taking half of his stuff. And I'm just like, well, you knew what the you knew what the parameters were for the relationship and you chose to just ignore that and do whatever you wanted to do so of course yeah run me my check but um in terms of Mary Wambui well done like I'm glad that you've got these things because you know women will go to work They will go to work the same way that their partner, their male partner has also gone to work. Yet when the woman comes home, she would still be expected to cook and clean. And even then when she outsources that and gets people to come and, you know, employs people to do that for her instead, she's still looked at as lesser than because she's still meant to do those things because that's what's considered to be natural, quote unquote, for the woman to do. So, and because people don't value it as work, they're not taking into account that she's done, I don't know, a 10 hour, eight to 10, to 10 hour shift or whatever in her workplace and then she's got come home and do another four hours of work while her male partner does what exactly so yeah let's start seriously considering housework as literal as the literal work that it is and has been for centuries since the beginning um and pay people accordingly if you if that's what you desire of them and require of them you know so um yeah, so that's that for my Share Your Magnificence. Let's get to So You Mad. So, uh, um, So You Mad, earlier I was talking about Sex in the City and um, the new show and Just Like That. And I was talking about Mr. Big. um, uh, Or is it Big? Sorry, not Miss, because I was thinking of Mr. Big, <laughs> the food place in Nigeria, in Lagos. Um, Yeah, well, the actor who plays Big, um, I'm reading that he's got some allegations against him and that's not looking too spicy. It's not looking too cute. So I'm just looking at this um, Guardian article here that says that Chris Noth, is it North or Noth, accused of sexual assault. Uh, well, I should have said trigger warning. So, you, you know, trigger warning, sexual assault. Before I actually go into that. So you might want to skip ahead um, for about, I don't know, five minutes um while i look into this and discuss this um so yeah chris North um accused of sexual assault by two women the sex in the city actor claims that the um, alleged assaults of the two women were consensual uh, it says here chris North, the actor best known as carrie bradshaw's love interest mr big oh i was right i was right I said Mr. Big. This shows how uh, out of touch I am with all the sex in the city lark. Um, has been accused of sexual assault by two women who spoke to the Hollywood Reporter. The women who do not know each other, um, and contacted the publication separately as press swirled around the recent spin-off series and just like that. Um, both describe similar alleged rapes by the 67-year-old actor, more than a decade apart. In a statement to the Hollywood Reporter, no. F- Told uh, called the allegations categorically false. I find it funny when men call anything, or people, or these institutions generally call anything categorically false because you know that it's well. You don't know. I I feel like whenever I see that statement, it feels like what the person who's saying the statement is lying. Case in point, the BBC. When the whole thing happened with um, Emma Barnett, it's almost going to be a year. It's going to be a year next week when they tried <laughs> when they tried a baby girl. Anyway, um, that whole thing happened with Emma Barnett where she's swearing um, while we're on Zoom and she doesn't realise that her mic is on or that we're on air or we're um, able to hear her, right? And, and, And see her. Um, and when I posted about it on socials and everything went mad and wild and everybody was like tweeting, 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 and the BBC came out and said that there was categorically no swearing. They said there was categorically no swearing, but when I've been emailing them going back and forth using different, um, what is it different the I, not the IOPC, um, is it the IOP? No, not the IOPC, but the people that you have to go through, Sha, to ask these lots to, um, release the information to release the footage and they refused they were like oh no 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 we won't release it and I was like okay so the first avenue that I came at them from was okay so um do you have a recording of the conversation because you you are always recording um on the producer's part from the moment she entered for you to be able to hear her you're technically already recording and there are ways to whether there's a camera in there whatever you're always recording so there there is something available right so do you have a recording of this time to this time on this date um yes we do Well, I want that recording because you said that there was categorically no swearing. That's what you you told everybody on social media. So if there was categorically no swearing, I'm clearly mad. I clearly imagined it, Abby. So can you release that to me so I can hear that there was no swearing? Oh no, we can't do that for um, journalistic practices and da, 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 da. And if there was any, they cited an article that basically said, oh, to protect journalistic integrity, they can't release that to me because um, in, um, because she should have the right to be able to broadcast it as a journalist. And I'm like, exactly, I want that right to be exercised so I want you to release it, oh no, 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 well we won't be, because at the time that it was being recorded, it was being recorded as um, research, or it falls under research, so we can't release that to you, yeah, but I'm referencing it, so if I'm referencing it, I want it, oh yeah, but they were just using things so flimsily, and those are the times when I think to myself, you know what, Lord, 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 get my money up Because all I need is one of them lawyers From like succession or whatever I just need a shark of a lawyer That will rip you to shreds And you'll give me my things And I'm, fam, I've got so many Scorpio placements And I'm happy to play the long game I make no qualms I have no issue telling anybody Who's listening to this podcast right now That I can hold a grudge for fucking Ages, ages, and it's funny because people who are friends with me now will be talking to me about something, and they'll be like, "Oh, so such and such is being invited to this thing." And I'm like, "Oh, that's fine. I won't be coming though." Oh, I didn't know that there was an issue. Oh, well, yeah, but you see, because on the 11th of January 2020, 20, yes, um, I think it was around, uh, I don't know, 3:15 p.m., they did the following that's just a random time that I pulled out of my ass. But the fact is I'll point it out and I'll be like, and that's why I I've made sure to not be in the same room as such and such. Um, I'll hold a grudge. I'll hold a grudge. So especially when it comes to a faceless or, um, a, they're attempting to be faceless and a faceless institution, um, who lied to the public and refused to rectify that lie. Um, people have moved on. Fine. But me, I have not. I know. I, I, I astrologically, it says the same thing. Like, oh, you've got to learn to let go of the past. No, I'll let go when I've got my things. Yeah. I'm not Jack and that one in the Titanic. I don't let go. I hold on. All right. So I want my things. So yeah, when I brought, brought that up, because reading categorically always treat, triggers me, oh, that's categorically false, or there was categorically no swearing. You know that if you said that she was swearing, she would be, that would be gross misconduct, and she'd need to actually be fired from her job. Although, like, we know that many, many people probably sw- uh, swear casually as they work for you lot. The fact of the matter is, she swore while, while me, a contributor slash a member of the public, had to be subjected to that, and it was me that she would talking about but you're saying that it's categorically no swearing if there's categorically no swearing you've got the recording release the recording no all right then cool so you don't want to release the recording to me that's fine can you confirm then that in the recording that the following words were cited fucking kelechiokofo for fuck's sake why did nobody fucking check this just tell me if that was said Oh, well, we can't confirm or deny whether that was in the clip. Oh, you dickheads. rotten hell, you cunts. in hell, you cunts. And everybody that was involved, I'll repeat the curse that I've put over your lives. And in fact, hmm, I'm even waiting for my bitch to arrive. Um, I'll repeat the curse that I put over you lot's life. Anybody that was involved in that cover up, anyone that was the same thing that I sent to you in the email, you person that's reading this right now that was happy to send that email, helping them to corroborate this lie and to collude in this oppressive dynamic, you'll never see good things in your life, nothing good will happen, everything that looks good that should make your heart, your heart glad will slip through your fingers, you'll never ever be able to hold on to it until you do right by me, until you do right by me Harpo, all you'll do is go wrong, Asher. Anyway, so yeah, I saw that line, and that just triggered me because I'm just like people love to say categorically when they're chatting shit um uh, what does he say here? Let's go back to what he was saying anyway, um uh in a statement to the Hollywood reporter no called no North North called the allegations categorically false and denied assaulting the women. These stories could have been from thirty years ago or thirty days ago no always means no that is a line i did not cross he said the encounters were consensual it's difficult not to question the timing of these stories coming out i don't know for certain why this the, why they are surfacing now but i do know this i did not assault these women now let me take you to the point where he said, um, the encounters were, it's difficult not to question the timing of these stories. Whenever anyone says that guilty, your honor, guilty, guilty, your honor. Like I don't know, right? We don't know. So let's just throw that back in allegedly. But my whole thing is that you're saying that you're questioning the timing, but if you knew anything about, um, assault is that your face suddenly coming back up again, Not even suddenly back up, because I've seen... Like, he was in The Good Wife, wasn't he? He was... He played a dick of a character in The Good Wife as well, didn't he? Peter Floric. Um your face coming back up again can trigger somebody and they'll be like, you know what, now I'm finally going to say something. So it's not like, Oh, and they're now saying something because they want to try and get my money because you've been had money. Right. So it's not about, Oh, you're coming now to do this thing because you've done other things before and they haven't said anything. But if they've decided that this is the point where they're finally going to um, speak out, then this is the point where they're going to speak out. So you say, no, oh, you, um, I walk, qu- um, I am sort of questioning the timing just makes you look extra guilty as far as I'm concerned. um, the women identified by the pseudonyms Zoe and Lily both say they met Noth in their early twenties. Zoe, who still works in the entertainment industry, said she met Noth through an entry level entertainment job in two thousand and four when she was twenty two and he was forty nine and that's another thing when you when you old old men will not leave these young things alone um I guess it's what you get um and that's not to say that they're doing it to be um the women are doing it out of spite. But it's just like already the power dynamic was off. Look at the age difference. So already you're looking creepy. You're looking creepy in a light anyway. Um she alleges that after several flirtatious encounters at work, he invited her to hang out at a pool in the complex where he had an apartment. Zoe, now 40, says the actor lured her into the apartment with the suggestion that he wanted to discuss a book kissed her then began having sex with her from behind in front of a mirror it was very painful and I yelled out stop she said and he didn't I said can you at least get a condom and he laughed at me I'm so sorry that is so graphic that is so horrendous and um you know we often talk about the fact that the conversation around consent has greatly evolved since you know when this one was this Zoe person was 22 right it's greatly evolved so um yeah it's like even at the time she knew she knew that what had happened was not right but maybe she didn't have the vocabulary to articulate at that time or feel safe enough to articulate at that time how wrong it felt right and that would have been at the height of like sex in the city or whatever you know so she would have felt like, you know, entry-level entertainment job, she it would be scared because this man is older and more powerful. So she's not really gonna feel like, oh, comfortable to say something. And sometimes some people didn't even know that at that time what had happened to them was a sexual assault to a you know, a great degree. They may not have known, right? So him talking about questioning the timing the 22-year-old Zoe, the pseudonym, 22-year-old Zoe to the 40-year-old Zoe definitely knows more and can now say like, okay, I'm ready to say something about what happened. So fuck your timing, Chris, or whatever you want to, you know, however you want to see it. Um, Zoe said she and a friend went to Cedar sinai Medical Center for Stitches after the assault, where she refused to tell police, um, name out of fear that she would not be believed and repercussions in the workplace. Um, The Hollywood Reporter was unable to confirm this visit as Cedar sinai does not keep records dating back to 2004. The woman identified as Lily, now 31, says she met Noth in 2015 when she was 25 and he was 60. 60! are you not not ashamed of yourselves, you dinosaurs? Are you not ashamed of yourselves? That's not to say that anybody that's the age of 60 is a dinosaur. What I'm saying specifically is that why is your eyes choking to go near a 25-year-old? What is wrong with you? Somebody that you can easily have as a grandchild. Ah, even great grandchild self. Um, she met him in 2015 when she was 25 and he was 60 at the VIP section of the now-closed New York nightclub number eight, where she was and um, worked as a server. The woman who now works in journalism said Noth asked her to dinner, which she accepted as a fan of the HBO show, um, under the impression that he wanted to taste whiskey and discuss career plans with her. Lily says she accompanied Noth to his Greenwich Village apartment, then alleges Noth kissed her, thrust his penis in her mouth and started having having sex with her in front of a mirror see and these women have never met and they're saying the same thing this sounds like a very narcissistic complex that he has to want to do this stuff in front of the mirror no no um she says um to her distress i was kind of crying as it happened she said um The magazine review text between Lily and Noth between March and April 2015 in which Noth said, by the way, I have to ask, did you enjoy our night last week? I thought it was a lot of fun, but I wasn't quite sure how you felt. But you're saying it was consensual. So if you're saying it's consensual, but you're having to ask a week later whether they enjoyed it, then you know that it clearly wasn't right. What was, what happened? Um... Lily replied, hmm, I certainly enjoyed your company, great conversation, not to go into specifics over text message, but I did feel slightly used, perhaps this is um, better as a phone conversation, but I can't talk at the moment, Lily and Notha exchanged more texts about meeting for drinks, which she eventually cancelled, they never met again, Um, yeah, so uh, the way that she's worded that in terms of I did feel slightly used, I feel like that is typical in terms of somebody wanting to say that oh, I I think that the way that things happened yeah wasn't quite right and especially since I think that also people are open to oh, that encounter especially as women like you feel like um a situation didn't go the way that you would hope but you're thinking like in terms of when I say hope I'm talking about like oh I thought that he would have listened when he heard stop or rah 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 But then because of the way you're conditioned to and socialized to see men as going after and taking sex and all of that stuff, you're like, oh, well, maybe if we meet afterwards, maybe it'll be a different, um, you know, vibe. And you're hoping you're almost hoping to be proven wrong about the initial encounter. And actually, the more that you sit with the feeling, the sinister nature of it actually then does catch you so i feel like it's all to me plausible and makes sense but you know of course the his lawyers will try to discredit them um the 2004 allegations are now under investigation by the los angeles police department um the sources said that we are still looking into the nature of the report and trying to narrow down where when and if um if where the report was filed um nof's lawyers said their client had yet to hear from police in the wake of the report the at-home fitness company peloton removed ads featuring the actor from its social media channels um the rapidly produced viral video mocked the stationary bike related death of nof's character mr big in the recently released and just like that but i don't know why you'd mock that that's really weird anyway um but yeah so madness for peloton is having a hard time boy one thing after another oh well oh well um so yeah so that's that story but um yeah i just saw it and i just thought it was very very wild anyway moving on from there um a madagascan minister said that he swam for 12 hours after his helicopter crashed and um yeah that just really really blew my mind. I read that and I said, "Whoa. Oh, luck is really lucky, you know. Luck is really really lucky because ooh, me? Me crashing out of a helicopter or crashing out of a helicopter and into water and you expect me to swim for 12 hours? I'm sorry guys, you lost me. You lost me. My swimming my swimming ain't that strong. You know, I'd say my math skills are stronger than my swimming skills. And that's telling you a lot. Whew, I am gone. Um, But yeah, he 12 hours. But well, you know, like people are such haters, right? Because I read this story and I was looking at the comments underneath and somebody was like, oh, I'm sorry, I hate to be that guy. But he did say that he got one of the cushions from the helicopter and he was like holding onto that to float for a few hours. And I'm just like, why are you not such haters? Why are you so bad minded? Why are you so nasty? Why are you such a bitch? 12 hours in water, whether I'm holding on to a spoon or a fork or a cushion, I'm still having to keep myself alive in water for 12 hours. Maybe because you don't make contact with water regularly in terms of washing your legs and washing your body. Maybe you don't know how hard just and just how hard that is, but it's very fucking hard. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah the police minister sergey is a serge sergey sergey serge, serge gele had been um part of a team searching the northeast coast of the country after a cargo ship illegally carrying 138 passengers sank 50 survivors have been found but 24 people are still missing um this was at the time that this was written um It says here that Mr. Gele was um, recovered on a stretcher after surviving the crash and swimming in the water for hours. He added, I'm alive. I arrived safely in Mahambo and I'm grateful to all fishers and villagers of um, of Mahambo. Also to the hotel manager, Mr. Jason. I've been swimming from yesterday at 7.30 p.m. to today, 7.30 a.m. It wasn't my time to die. Thanks, God. Woo! Two other security officials who had been with him um, in the helicopter also survived. The ship Francia had left the city of Atanambe in the early hours of Monday before heading south. It was registered as a cargo ship, so it was not authorized to carry passengers and Atanambe is not an official port port. a hole in the ship's hull is believed to have caused it to sink according to the information we were able to gather water entered the engine room the water started to rise and it swallowed up all the engines um in the ship um then the ship began to sink we don't know exactly this is what one of the um um the ship people are saying the crew um yeah. Is it the ship people? Director General of the Maritime and Riverport Agency. Um, He's called um, Mr. Edmund. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his surname. That's a lot happening there. Um, Yeah. So the ship began to sink. We don't know uh, exactly what time the water started to rise, but our interventions began around 9am. Three boats from the National Navy and the Maritime Agency are continuing the search um, for those still missing. Um, President El Rajoel, Rajoelina paid tribute to those who had died and wrote on Twitter, my thoughts are with the victims and their bereaved loved ones. I solemnly pray for the rest um, of their souls. Um, my thoughts are also with the helicopter pilot, Colonel Henry Rakoto, Rakoto Mil, Miliarison and Colonel Oliver Ad- Adriama Benina sent to the area victims of a crash still missing courage to their loved ones and their families in this ordeal um i salute the entire dedication of the secretary of state from the gender of uh, gender marie Mary, general sergey gele and chief warrant officer adriana recent alleged sarah jimmy survivors of the crash while their helicopter went to the aid of the castaways the state is fully mobilized to provide all the necessary assistance to the victims of this dramatic events search operations continue to save lives honestly respectfully there's just so much chaos in that story There's so much chaos everywhere The fact that people are still having to Get onto cargo ships And anything that they can find Just so that they can find refuge In other um, places And other countries Just tells you the state of the world That we're in And so um, Sergei Gele was um, Apparently meant to Have gone out to go and Find more people Only that then his helicopter crashed And then he's swimming for 12 hours And waiting to be rescued And it's just a lot, but rest in peace to all the people who lost their lives, just trying to find a better life elsewhere, I'm so sorry, like, the the world is in this utter state, and you, Sergei Gele, that managed to swim for 12 hours, like you said, it wasn't your time to go, as you said, and you know what, swimming for 12 hours, I hope it's never me, because 12 minutes, and you you might just have lost me, um, honestly, so there was that, um, story, which was a lot. I'm already looking at the time. I'm going to wrap this up shortly because, um, I've been here for a minute. Anyway, um, Selling Sunset, I was talking about, um, I was talking about, um, the houses in LA earlier, um, and how to me, like, I'm not a mountain goat, so I don't understand why I need to be on the rock face like that. But, um, I, if you were watching Selling Sunset Then you remember that the end of the season They kind of told us that Chris Shell, who was with the guy from This Is Us um, Chris Shell is now dating Jason Who is one of the um, Owners One of the twin owners of the Oppenheim group Which is um, the real estate Agency that they work at Jason Oppenheim Um, Very short Individual, very very short Um <laughs> But it's just the casual nature that they date the women that work at this agency. It's giving hashtag me too. It really, really is. Because I just, I just think that there's something odd about that. You could be like, oh yeah, but you know, if you're at work all the time, like that's likely where you're going to meet people. But no, no, there's just something about it that just feels very odd. Anyway, so... He used to date Mary. So for a bit of context, for those of you who don't watch um, Selling Sunset, look at me cotching up to the side now, getting comfortable for a little bit of tea. So he, Jason used to date, um, Jason used to date Mary, who is in one of the real estate agents. And people were complaining in the first season saying that because they used to date, he gives her like the best listings to go out and um, sell, obviously, which means that then she'll get more commission as well. So I think it was Christine or somebody felt some type of way about that. So, um, she started dating, um, Romain. Is it Romain? Uh, Yeah. They always pronouncing his name wrong. Anyway. So she started dating this young chef guy who's now no longer a chef. I don't think he says he's working in construction now, or he's, um, some kind of project manager or some kind of site manager. I don't know. Um, so she's dating Romain. Um and but she still has a dog with Jason. And in the previous um, the season that's just finished, the later season, they threw a dog party. They threw a birthday party for the dog um because they share custody of the dog. White people are crazy. Um anyway, so they had this party for the dog cause that they both share custody of. Um, but now he started dating Chrishell and, but Chrishell's also Mary's friend and they both work at the real estate agency together. And again, it's giving creepy. So Jason then posted on Instagram, he says, um, posted a picture of him and, um, Chrishell, um, a selfie. That's the backdrop. His veneers are really veneering. And he wrote, While Chrishell and I are no longer together, we remain best friends and we will always love and support one another. She was the most amazing girlfriend I've ever had and it was the happiest, the most fulfilling relationship of my life. While we have different wants regarding a family, we continue to have the utmost respect for one another. Chrishell is an exceptional human being and loving her and having her in my life is one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Um, And then Mary that he used to date, that he has, um, a dog with, that he shares custody of the dog with, that they threw a dog party for, a party for the dog, um, she commented under the post, and she said, love you both, babe, three hearts, there, people are mad, people are mad, I understand that, you know what, maybe Mary just doesn't have an ego, maybe, mary has done the true thing of ego death because how can somebody you've dated who is now dating somebody who you're friends with and you all work in the same place write the following she was the most amazing girlfriend i've ever had jesus blood in my eyes blood in my eyes blood in my eyes what are you mad are you mad are you fucking mad even if i'm the worst even if i'm the demon as long as we're still friends you can't use that statement as long as we're still amicable civil cool with each other if we're no longer together you de- you definitely cannot go and write that this person that you're with is the most amazing person are you all right is everybody all right she was the most amazing girlfriend I've ever had, and it was the happiest and most fulfilling relationship of my life. Jesus, Jehovah Christie, Jehovah Jireh Mike Kelly, Mimo. Hey. What? And no. Nah, nah. I'm sorry. If I was Mary at that point. <laughs> at that point i'm reporting that instagram post i'm reporting that instagram post to instagram and i'm like hey mark Zuckerberger, this post needs to come down because it's terrorism it's a terrorist act take it down immediately it's encouraging terrorism take because it's encouraging terrorism because i'm about to become a terrorist take that fucking shit down now take it down yuck nah people are crazy crazy somebody that you have a dog with that you threw a dog party for has to read you writing about somebody else that they're the most amazing girlfriend that you've ever had and the most fulfilling and the happiest you've ever been but you better lie you better lie that's not what you're putting out on socials i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'd fucking lose it but um you know what she did well to just write love you both babe because and as for chris shell I really don't know for her. I don't know what's going on there because, you know, sometimes you're told in life that your standards are too high. So she's just like, you know what? Okay, fine. I don't need the, I don't even need a partner. I don't even need a boyfriend that can reach the cupboard. You know, I don't even need a a, a, a boyfriend that can um, um get the himself wine from the top shelf in the fridge. That's fine. So she lowers her standards, literally, and still you're still coming back to this whole thing of you have different ideas about how, what your family means because she wants a child and you don't or vice versa. I don't know, ma'am, But you know, it's just a lot. It's just all everywhere. Crazy things are happening because it's, this is truly crazy things and they, they truly are happening. Um, <laughs> And what was my other so you mad? There was so much madness that happened. This is why all of this is wild. But you know what? It's the last episode of the year. So I can just, you know, go fucking crazy and, and put them all in. So Dr. Shola, Dr. Shola moss um, that Sadiq likes to pronounce as Shobamimu. Um, Dr. Shola moss was on um, University Challenge on BBC. Um, and BBC Radio London Um, Posted about the fact that um, They were going to be on University Challenge Um, They put up a Twitter post And um, this was a few days ago A few days ago And they wrote Your starter for 10 We'll find out tonight How good Robert Elms is At answering the questions As he joins the LSC team On University Challenge Tonight at 7.30pm On BBC2 and BBC iPlayer Did I sound like the voiceover person? I hope I did And now For the next programme On the Beelzebub Broadcasting Corporation We'll be having University Challenge Up next Oh that sounded really good Well done Um, So they posted the picture Of the team for LSE London School of Economics um, And we've got Um, somebody with the surname manji and then we've got elms who's one of their presenters as they said and then we've got cook the problem with this photo is that there are four people who are on the lsc team which includes dr shola but the picture is manji elms and cook so dr shola quote tweets the bbc radio london twitter page and she says why am I cut out of this picture BBC Radio London just curious there are four people on this LSE team they respond to her and then she says see and so she pushes a uh, she posts a screenshot where she sat next to Manji or you know to the right of Manji all four of them um and they tweeted back at her and they said hello um Shola Moss one The photo had been edited to put our presenter, Robert, in the centre. We'll post another one with you included. Well done to you and the team. Great episode. (sighs) Why so bad, mind? Why so shady? Where is the sorry? There wasn't a single sorry. You wanted to post the picture cropped because your presenter for BBC Radio London, this Robert Elms guy, you wanted him in the middle. But the thing is a team of four. So he was never going to be in the middle because it's a fucking team of four. It's not a team of five where he's sitting in the middle. Even I know enough maths to know that you cunts. Like what, what, what are you talking about? And even the way that they cropped the initial image, he's not actually still really in the middle. And if you wanted to crop it, so he's in the middle, why, oh, no, 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 it just, is this. it just literally doesn't make sense, because yeah, um, Dr. Shollott is two people away from him, but if you're going to show three people, and it's a team of four, you need to show the fourth person, otherwise, you could just crop it, so we only see Elms, crop out everybody else, but you can't say, for the sake of wanting your, um, presenter to be in the middle, you're going to crop it, And lose one person It's not like you're losing four people off each side Or two people off each side Or one person off each side No, you're literally just losing one person And it happens to be the black woman like I, I always say like the fish, a fish rots from the head and you know, the behavior that they're exhibiting here is not dissimilar to the behavior of the producers, um, from woman's hour when I had to deal with the fuckery with, um, that, um, harsh highlighter, Jan Crow. Um, it's not dissimilar, you know? So I'm personally not surprised, but that response was absolutely wild and disgusting. um, to say oh the reason we did it's because we wanted our presenter in the middle then you shouldn't have had anybody else in the photo because it just makes no fucking sense um so obviously they were getting dragged by the people who noticed what had happened because um dr sholo had posted about it so they were getting dragged but the thing that i got that that i noticed that i just thought well you know people didn't really pick up on this is um That they tweeted, they posted the picture afterwards Of course they posted the picture with Dr. Scholler included afterwards And um, the tweet that followed it said Oh, that the tweet that uh, accompanied it said Well done at Robert Elms and team Didn't quite make it through to the next round But you did us proud and then they put the picture up. To me, it was just something shady about it. It's just like, yeah, we'll post you now that we're posting that everybody's lost. Um, and it just feels like they chose a a photo as well. That was grainy. There was a better quality photo than the one that they put up. Something about it just felt very, very nasty, very, very bitchy. But you know what? I'm not surprised. The bitchy broadcasting corporation. I'm not surprised. Um, Yeah, it's just wild And then my last So you mad um, The Queen gave a speech On Christmas Day She did do that Or allegedly The Queen gave a speech On Christmas Day Because I'm not sure That it was the Queen That we saw My God I don't know if any of you Have seen I don't know if you actually Saw the clip of the speech Or saw the uh, the speech In its entirety That looked like a deep fake Where is Elizabeth Regina? Where is Lizbeth? where is Lilibet? Where is she? Talking of Lilibet, I saw the picture that uh, Megan and Harry posted their Christmas card photo with Archie and um, Lilibet. And my God, Archie is gorgeous. I don't give a fuck about the monarchy and the royal family. But no, like, impartially speaking the ginger hair was really giving on Archie. I didn't quite know what he was going to look like. I mean, I never questioned how dark he was going to be because I'm not a raging racist. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry something. I just feel like William got trapped in my throat. <clears> throat> William. <clears> throat> um yeah, so I'm I I I wasn't questioning that, but you know, as he grows, just seeing that very strong kind of red hair and and he's very pale skin it's just oh he just looks really cute oh and he had on his little jeans and his white shirt just looking like a baby millionaire oh gosh oh little cutie anyway back to the reptile no sorry that's horrible that's horrible um yeah is elizabeth still alive no big manting, big manting. Big Queen Ting, is Elizabeth Regina still alive? Because that, that video, I'm sorry, that's not Elizabeth. That's not, I, ref- I, and I refuse, I refuse to let you walk back through the door. I refuse, I refuse to let you deep fake me anymore. And I refuse, I refuse. That is not, um, Lizbeth that's not, the pearls that were on her neck, the pearls gave it away, the pearls gave it away to the girls, because what, that was CG fucking what, I, CGI, wow, where is Elizabeth, because no, the the CGI was CGIing to the extent that I was really expecting, you know, like when you're on porn sites and then like they do these like weird deep fake things and then they've got like their tits out randomly. I was fully expecting the CGI queen speech thing to just start, you go get your tits out for the lads, get your tits out for the lads. I, I, t- no, no, that's not, Where is Elizabeth? Where is Elizabeth Regina? Because crazy things are happening. Crazy things are happening. I wonder if Elizabeth is still alive. I hope she is. Well, I say I hope she is out of formality and um, decency and courtesy and etiquette. But, um, because the stock markets, the stock market would be a madness if she's actually gone. Like it, would, it would be a madness, um, and they don't have to tell us shit, you know. And and you know, it's been known to happen usually when people's longtime companions pass away soon after these lot, you know, their partners usually follow them, I'm not saying that that's what I wish for her, and sometimes some people don't, they're like, no, actually, I'm good out here, G, you know, there's plenty more fish in the sea and all of that, um, plenty more lizards, no, um, plenty more lizards in the trees, oh god, you're a horrible person, you don't need to finish the statements that are in your head, you could just let them go, you don't have to say them, you don't have to say them all the time, um no, honestly, I want to know where Elizabeth. Where, 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 where's Lilibet? Where's Lilibet? Tell us where is Lilibet? Um beca- yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't even listen to the speech that she was giving because I was just like, what what in the Zuckerberger? What in the metaverse is going on? Um and it's funny because most of the Queen's speeches Is usually them just giving us her face for a long time You know, since we've had television It's just them giving us her face for a long time I've never seen so many cutaways She'll say like one sentence Cut away, show a black face um, Cut cutaway, show a tree Like just bare cutaways Because you know you can't let us look at that for too long Um, Maybe it's her Maybe it's her But I'm sorry that was giving fake that's giving deep fake. I'm sorry. It's, um, Madam Tussauds. Somebody was involved because no, no, that was scary. Anyway, I would say, f- I would say that I've caused enough trouble, probably secured in numerous ways to have my citizenship stripped in that segment. Um, so the final, uh, yeah, the final, 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 um, segment, straw of the week aka suck your mum. I didn't really do a straw of the year this year did I no um just been very busy so I didn't even ask you lot to submit anything for straw of the year but I think I might have it covered to be honest um so yeah so straw of the week aka suck your mum. we've got a letter here let me have a look and the letter says where is it so many things hold on where is it here we go um the letter says suck your mum with a massive straw to the new york times hi Kalechi. as always thanks for the amazing work you continue to do there is so much love for you out here thank you commiserations on the f1 result i started following because of start your motors and was beyond gutted at the blatant um blatant injustice of what went down This is a heavy suck your mum to the New York Times for their upcoming program promoted in this tweet. It's the subliminals for me. The only humans shown up close in the entire thing are chaotic, quote unquote, looking um, Africans. We are, of course, familiar with the hugely eugenicist um, argument about how the continent with by far the smallest carbon footprint is the one that should worry about um quote unquote overpopulation this is to reinforce the i uh, that idea subliminally. The New York Times can fuck right off thank you for this um and so what is being referred to is um a New York Times tweet uh that went out on the thirteenth of December. That's how late I'm getting to this email they w- it went out on the thirteenth of December on their page and it says here in opinion cities blanketed in dust graveyards swallowed by the sea for years scientists have sounded the alarm now it's here this is postcards from a world on fire a look at climate change in 193 countries so that's the tweet and then there's a video trailer to go with it and it says postcards from um postcards from a world on fire and as our um re- uh, listener has said Literally the only humans that we see in this shot Because we're seeing shots of like um, forest fires And floods and like tornadoes And 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 hurricanes and all of that We're seeing all of the uh, mudslides But the, literally the only human faces that we see African faces You know, just close up of Africans um, quickly And then otherwise it's just things and places But when it comes to people that they physically show, they only show the black people. And so again, all the, anybody that's talking about climate control or climate change and the things that they want to do to make it better. And they keep referencing, let me put my headphones back on. It really flew off my ear because I'm getting annoyed. Anybody that's talking about climate change and they keep referencing overpopulation and they decide to open their dusty, crusty, Bitch lips and talk about Africa Tell them to fuck off and suck their mothers dry You pricks Because you're not to, you Again, you are not focusing on the corporations You're not focusing on the countries That go and dump their shit In, um, in the global south or whatever. You're not focusing on that You keep coming back to Africa You're so obsessed Why are you not so obsessed with black people? Why are you so fucking obsessed? Leave us alone Leave us alone Just, and it, again It comes down to It's not just the case of overpopulation In terms of like physical black people's bodies being here It's the obsession you have with black people And their bodies and sex It's sex that you're so obsessed You're so obsessed Sex power that's what's really doing you you've never gotten over this fetish of blackness and and how you've hypersexualized blackness and black people's bodies so anytime you're talking about overpopulation you just you think about the words that they use oh just because they keep breeding and they're doing this and they're doing that like because they're clearly africans are just like senseless brainless um you know um, beings that are just there humping all the time and it's funny that you have this perception when everything that you present to us about yourselves that's literally what you are doing um and again there's nothing wrong with um you know having sex and doing all of those things but it's just the idea that they hypersexualize black people and and uh, any opportunity that they find they bring it back to sex and black people and their bodies constantly anything can be happening in the world oh yeah but you know it's because black people are having sex fuck off fuck off fuck off and you'd expect the New York Times to know better, but why? You know, I say that, but why? Why Why would we expect them to know better? Because they presented them, themselves over the years as somehow liberal. Well, that's not hard to do when everything else is a pus, uh, fucking, uh, you know, hellfire. Like, what? Wh- of course you're going to look good next to that. It's really just wild. It's really horrible. Anyway, my straw of the week slash uh, straw of the year of course, would go to uh, Boris Johnson, especially since we've heard more about the parties that he had during lockdown. Of course, you'd expect it to be Boris Johnson, and partly it is Boris Johnson that gets my straw of the year to suck out his mother dry forever and ever. However, I'd also like to dedicate the straw to Dominic Raab, who is the deputy prime minister um, um, and deputy pomplex, to be honest. So he... I don't know how pure the cocaine is because he's, it's giving. It's all I'm going to say. Like they say that they're doing investigations into who's sniffing what around the houses of parliament because they found traces of this, traces of that. And you know, his nasal structure, I don't know it's it's telling me stories that I'm still trying to understand and the stories aren't even fairy tales there's not going to be happily ever after I don't know if there's going to be a nasal ridge left in the ever after um but you know I just really look at him and I get Kendall Roy vibes is all I'll say he's given Kendall Roy he really is um how dare you First of all, it was, oh, um, the reason that the police aren't going to be investigating the pow- uh, the parties that happened during lockdown or the alleged parties that happened during lockdown um, is because, you know, the parties that the MPs had or, you know, parliamentary people and adjacent, they won't be investigated because police don't investigate things in the past. Are you fucking all right or are you still high? that is exactly what they investigate because police are rarely there at the time that the crime is taking place. Police arrive after the crime. Thus, police do not prevent crime because they re- they arrive after the crime has already taken place. Right? So, of course, they would be investigating. You know what? Close case. And um, CSI and even Lucifer All of the shows need to go home Because Dominic Robbers showed up And and is it Cold Case? That's it, Cold Case Um, Dominic Robbers just showed up And he said that actually You know what, Watchdog, Crime Watch All of you lot, you can go home Because um, police don't investigate things in the past So what the fuck? That's literally what they do So you don't even know the function of the police The police that are helping you And it's just wild that they say it's not going to be investigated because police are literally outside 10 Downing Street, 24 seven. So they would have seen people coming in, going out, they would have seen everything. So that means that they've known all along, which would, is common sense. Um, but they just didn't want to say anything. And so the corruption is really corrupting. The corruption is everywhere. Um, Thames said, what? Exactly. Crazy things are happening. Crazy things are happening. Crazy things are, truly are happening. Right? Crazy things truly are happening. Because I Dominic is not well. We keep talking about Boris resigning, but Dominic is gonna get flogged. Like he doesn't have the Vim. And he fully comes there or comes onto the cameras, comes in front of the cameras, comes in front of the cameras. <laughs> Stands in front of the cameras his eyes always look glazed over, like he's fully not with it. I imagine that there's a little alien that sits in his head controlling him, um, at this point because nothing he's saying actually makes sense. Sidebar, um, I didn't mention at the top of the show, but I was watching, um, is it the girl before starring Gugu Mbatha-Raw and, um, David Oyelowo, Oy- Oyelowo. Anyway, I was watching that and it's funny that I was complaining about you don't know me and the casting of mixed-race women and then I watched the girl before and they were like oh girl we're just going to give you like three mixed-race women as the center of this story with this dark-skinned man and then all the rest are uh, white cast and oh no don't worry we've got a brown woman as a best friend we gave you that and then we've got a black woman as um you know, um, the police officer. So all around, there you go. Um, and you know, I have to commend the, the writing and the casting that made sure that they found, um, a good paying job for three mixed race women, um, in, um, as the center, central narrative, of this particular um series but overall it was a decent series um, i think that i could possibly see venus um or mars through the gaping plot holes uh, but you know what i enjoyed it overall i'll say that it was it was okay um, but back to what I was saying about Dominic Raab. Um, so he said that, and then he went on to say that, um, well, it couldn't have been a party that was happening, um, in 10 Downing Street because then, you know, you know, Dominic Cummings It's the, f- it's the, the Dominic duel because Dominic Cummings is saying one thing and Dominic Raab is saying another. So Dominic Cummings was like, oh girls, I've got pictures. I've got video footage. I can, I feel like um, Boris Johnson, Alexander Pfeffel, whatever he calls himself, is so incompetent, uh, as are the people in and around him, that they haven't changed their passwords. So I just feel like Dominic Cummings just logs into the mainframe and just helps himself to information. He's just like, oh, you don't believe that this happened? Okay, let me just log back into my account or log into somebody else's account. Let me just show you because I still have Boris's password. Let me just log in and get these details for you. I feel like that's what's happening because how does he still have so much information? He's like, oh, the girl said that there was no party. Well, here's me sitting in the garden, legs crossed, um, with the girls. We've got wine, we've got cheese and we're out here, um, in the garden having a great time. But Dominic Grubb came out and he said, well, no, um, you can't really call that a party because, um, they were in suits And so I wonder if maybe Dominic isn't invited to many parties, so he doesn't know the array of kind of parties, different parties that one can have, Um, but you can have a party where you're in suits, um, literally award ceremonies, um, galas, like, there's, there's so many things that happen that, um, is it galas, galas, uh, that but, so many things that are happening, um, so many crazy things that are happening of people wearing suits to events where they're having a great time and you're a liar because not everybody that's in the picture is actually wearing, um, a suit. They're wearing, um, a variety of things. And it's funny because they're all sitting at different tables, um, And, you know, some of them are on the grass chatting away. There's no notepad in sight, not a single pen in sight, nothing. And then for some reason, Carrie is there, who he's married to, Boris Johnson's married to. Why is she there? Because she's not a government official. So why is she there at a meeting Oh, then Dominic came back again and said, oh, well, it's actually um, not nice of people to, um, and very uncharitable of people to um, question why Carrie would be there as the wife of the prime minister. You know, she obviously wants to boost morale and just be there. Nobody asked her to boost any morale. She clearly can't even boost his erections because violinists are out here. But you didn't hear that from me. And I've made that statement disjointed, so it's not libelous. Um no, no, Carrie didn't need to be there if it was a work meeting. But in fact, we know it was not a work meeting. And so now later, when all of the Kurokuro was spreading like wildfire through the MPs, you now know why, because they kept meeting up and kept having parties. And then now you want us to be feeling sympathy for him while he was having these parties in secret. I don't even know the um, chronology of um, when he was in hospital to when he was having these parties. But I just feel like he was never following the guidelines that he put in place regardless. And so that's why he ended up in that situation that he was in, if he ever truly had it and was not doing all of this to absolve himself of responsibility because he didn't actually know how he was going to deal with a country in a pandemic Um, So those are the options that I'm putting forward. But it says here, um, the Deputy Prime Minister told ITV News it is uncharitable of people to criticise Boris Johnson and wife Carrie for enjoying cheese and wine with Whitehall staff after a busy day while the country was under a national lockdown last year. Dominic Raab defended an image shared with The Guardian showing the PM and his newborn baby sitting at a table with their cheese board and wine along with two other people. Small groups of people talking and drinking... Where is this? Small groups of people talking and um, drinking um, are also dotted around the garden in the image understood to have been taken on Friday, May 15th, 2020. Earlier that day, then health secretary Matt Hancock had urged people in a COVID press briefing to stay at home as much as is possible, despite the good weather. Um, rules at the time allowed only two people from different households to meet outside in a socially distanced manner. But Mr. Raab insisted the PM did not break his own COVID laws and all staff were following them on the day in question. The deputy prime minister insisted it was a work meeting and the Downing Street garden was used to conduct the business to conduct business throughout the difficult conditions of the pandemic. Those meetings were held in the garden and occasionally there was drink there as well. Also oh, drink just showed up by itself the way that they phrased that, occasionally there was drink there as well. Like, oh, I didn't know Merlot was coming. Lovely to see you. a Chardonnay. Oh, I haven't seen you in ages, Chardonnay. How are you? Oh, oh, this is lovely. The gang together. Oh, is that Sauvignon over there? Oh, love Sauvignon. Blank, Blank, come over. Soves! Soves, come over. I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, this is lovely. Everybody's together like this. Wonderful. Fuck you lot, man Suck out your mother's, you and your stupid fucking lies Constantly fucking lying to people And we've had enough of your shit Because we know that crazy things are happening But they don't have to happen like this You know, the pandemic is terrible enough as it is The lies from the government, so unnecessary So uncalled for, so unwarranted, so dangerous, right? And we're tired We're tired of the fuckery And you know what? Let me not even say why was it in my spirit to say because if this shit doesn't get sorted, this is why you lot are getting batted up outside. Then Ten Downing Street with them from them anti-lockdown people. You know what? I don't even agree with the reason that they're doing what they're doing. But if it means that one of you is going to catch a slap in the face, so be it. I don't make the rules. I, I don't make the rules, you know, it is what it is, but you know, if you can't hear, you must feel, and don't ever talk about Africa, or any other government being corrupt again, or every, any other continent, or country's governments being corrupt again, when you lot are actually a cesspit, you're a cesspool, focus on yourselves, and go suck out your mothers, and um, fix your nose, fix your nose. Um, so I guess that's it that's it for this year um another amazing year with you all thank you for listening to my wild wild musings on this podcast um it means the world to me um you lot are truly the best you're so blessed and you know what even the hate listeners I don't necessarily wish you well but you know do you I don't actually know I have that many I think like Maybe they just dabble Just trying to know What I'm up to But thank you For helping me With the numbers You know I have amazing numbers For whatever reason You listen But to my You know My OGs My wonderful people Update on the live show Obviously we don't know What's going to be happening With um, um, restrictions And things like that But fingers crossed for april fingers crossed for april maybe we can do a young ting hoping for april um hope uh, you know maybe you know by then it's not even amari on you know covid variant amari and maybe by then we've moved on to J boog but um hopefully fingers crossed everything will be fine and we'll be able to do the things that we're doing but on a real thank you for rocking with me for this long uh, it takes real g's um to Um, listen to a solo podcast I mean you know I had Sadiq on for a minute and from time to time have guests but you know we're really holding it down with this conversation that we have with each other where I do the majority of the talking but I know that you also respond I see your tweets and I definitely feel your energy of you responding when you're listening to it in real time because randomly I just hear laughter so I know that somebody somewhere is enjoying it so that's great um and that's it i just wish you um a wonderful wonderful 2022 obviously we'll pick back up um next week inshallah um it's been real thank you for everything thank you for um just existing and just being your exuberant beautiful beautiful selves and just hang in there i know that it's not easy and we've had some really really rough times but we move you know we move um that's it. Send your letters and your voice notes to S Y M at Kelechi Um, send your, well, you know, and um, follow at Kelechi at say your mind pod and, um, yeah, support the podcast on, uh, patreon.com forward slash Kelechi And that's, yeah, that's it, I guess. Um, so remember that crazy things are happening and I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Benz Brunani womaness Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We are go sippy, here Hard time scolding for your long trots You might learn something, you never know Could let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind.